Hey, this is Greg Harvey, pastor at Embrace Church. Enjoy today's message and subscribe so you don't miss out on any upcoming sermons. Put him first. He's going to be first in my life. He's going to, and so you came this first Sunday because I'm putting God first. And, and, and I want to preach to you on that this morning because there is a principle of first with God. To put God first is a principle. In fact, putting Him first brings order in everything. Listen, whether you put Him first or not, God is first. You can't change the order of what God set. But you can fall under the order of what God set. So if you put Him first, there's something great that happens when you put God first in your life and you place Him in that order and that me come, that I come underneath Him, that all of a sudden everything lines up and the blessings can flow in your life. I'm not saying if you put God first that everything in your life becomes perfect. But I'm saying it becomes better. I'm saying all of a sudden your home lines up. All of a sudden, your family finds, lines up, your relationships line up, your, 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 everything will line up if you get the order started off right. And if you put God first. And here's where, 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 where I want to talk to you this morning and share this principle of putting God first. In Exodus chapter 13, and if you have, um, I've, I've actually preached on this here even before, but I'm going to go a little deeper. I just shared a little bit before, so if you say, well, I've heard that one, don't tune me out. I'm going to give you some extra stuff. I'm going to preach on tithing that comes with this. This is the principle of putting God first, but I'm going to get a little bit deeper within it. In Exodus chapter 13, verse 1, it says, says, Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Consecrate to me all the firstborn, whatever opens the womb among the children of Israel, both man and beast, it is mine. Tell your neighbor it's his. Tell your other neighbor that didn't believe you because you said it real quiet. It's his. Some of you are still trying to claim it a little bit. It's mine. No, it's his. He said it. He took claim to it first. It's mine. Verse 12 says, says that you shall set apart to the Lord all that open the womb. That is every firstborn that comes from an animal which you have, the male shall be the Lord's. But every firstborn of a donkey, you shall redeem with a lamb. And if you will not redeem it, then you shall break its neck. Ouch. Might as well redeem it then. You're going to have to lose it anyway. And all the firstborn of man among your sons, you shall redeem. You can be seated this morning. We got the heat off, the air on, so you can wake up. It got a little toasty in here. Now it's feeling a little better. There's a principle. And God's, God's showing you the principle. I'm going to be talking about tithes, so don't tune me out. Say, well, we already received the offering, and he already read scripture on tithes, so we don't need any more. No, don't, don't tune me out. 
the reason I'm sharing you sharing this with you is because it is the principle of first with him and throughout scripture God establishes this principle of the first he operates and he blesses from this principle and you'll see you'll see things all throughout the word of God where it will be the firstborn or first fruits or tithe and they all go hand in hand they're all just a part of the principle of God is first all of them together whether it's the firstborn whether it's first fruit whether it's whether it's ties it, it it all goes hand in hand the important thing that, that you realize that when he's reading this and he's explaining this principle as, as, as God's sharing this to Moses and he's giving it to the people and he's explaining this principle of tithing or firstborn or first fruits. I don't know if you, you caught it. I tried to kind of hit it a little bit, but it's, it's this. If you, you either redeem it or you lose it. If, if you don't redeem it, then you just break its neck. You lose it anyway. So you either redeem what God gave you or you lose what God gave you. And that's the whole principle within. That's what happens within. And so what he's trying to make you understand is that, is that the blessings come when it's redeemed and the curse comes when it's not. Either way, it's his. So you either redeem or you lose. And if you're taking notes, I've got a couple of points for you. You can, you, you can write down just, 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 just to, to hit this. But, but here's, here's one is that the firstborn must be sacrificed or redeemed. That was within this principle. The firstborn must be either sacrificed or redeemed. If you caught that as we're reading it, it must be sacrificed or redeemed. And, and, and here's where he's trying to explain this so you understand which is which. Because it might not make sense to us because we don't sacrifice anymore, thank goodness. It'd be a bloody mess. I don't even like to, I, I don't even hunt, so I don't butcher my own deer, of course be in the wrong profession if we're doing the sacrifices because that's all the priests did was sacrifice like nope I'm out God it's a bloody mess I ain't doing that but but within this so so he says look if if it's a firstborn you have to either do one one of two things you have to either sacrifice or you redeem here's how you know which is which if it's a lamb you sacrifice I'm getting a ringing can we fix that? Cool. That would be awesome. If it's a lamb, you sacrifice. If it's a donkey, you redeem. Here's why he's given this, this within, is he's explaining something. The lamb represents a clean animal. So if it's a clean animal, you sacrifice. The donkey was a representation of an unclean animal in the Word of God. That is awesome. I don't know how you did that. I saw you pull out your... Oh, which, uh, thank you. That is awesome. I don't hear it ringing now. The donkey was an unclean. So, so he just, it was just a representation of all the unclean animals 
had to be redeemed. They had to be redeemed with the sacrifice of a clean animal. So if it's clean and it's a firstborn, it has to be sacrificed. If it's an unclean animal like a donkey, it has to be redeemed with the sacrifice of a clean animal. Are y'all following me, or am I just going right over your heads? Let me get a little bit better for you. Let me, let me show you how important this principle is that God has given you. Let me ask you this. Were you born clean or unclean? Were you born with a clean nature or an unclean nature? Let me put it this way. Were you born with a holy nature or with a sinful nature? I think all of us would agree we were born with a sinful nature. All of us were born unclean. Listen, here's how I know. No one had to teach you how to be bad, did they? None of your kids, I know your kids, especially when they're little, they're so precious. No, they are not. They were born demons. No, they're not. They're born... I mean, they're going to do stuff. They're going to lie to you. And nobody's going to teach them how to lie. That's just going to come up natural because it's just natural to them to do that. They are all born. We are all born unclean. But let me, let me show you this. Was Jesus born clean or unclean? Oh, he was born with a different nature. He didn't know sin. He wasn't born the same way me and you were born. He was conceived of the Holy Spirit. He was conceived holy where you and I were conceived unclean. He was conceived, conceived holy. So, so we, we did, I, did I mispronounce? I get going fast and I get tongue-tied. Hold with me, hold with me. Listen, he was born holy. So, so this is this principle. We were we were redeemed with the sacrifice of the clean. Well, I'm saying we were all saved by this principle. We were born unclean, and God said, I'm going to sacrifice the clean so that the unclean can be redeemed. We are redeemed by this. We are saved by this. We are all beneficiaries of this principle that God is first. I got a little excited whether you did or not. Yeah, I, so, so I don't know if you ever thought of it this way then. That, that Christ was God's tithe to us. This is the principle. He gave his firstborn to us. He is the sacrifice to us, we're redeemed through us. Through Him, we're redeemed. He gave it to us. Now let me show you this. Listen, that He gave the tithe first. When, because that's how it operates. When God gave Christ to us as a tithe, He gave that to us first. He didn't wait and see if, if we'll get better. He didn't wait and see and say, hey, well, well if they clean up, then, I'll, then, uh, then it'll be worth it and I'll give, him, I'll give them my son. 
No, no, in, in fact, it says that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. While we were still sinners, while we were still unholy, while we were still just living however we want to live, Christ died for us. He's demonstrated His love towards us this way. That, that Christ, that Jesus was our hope. God gave Jesus in hope for us. He gave Jesus in faith. You, you see, it's not, it's not the tithe that enacts the blessing. It's the faith that enacts the blessing. It's, it's the faith of it that enacts the blessing. It, it, doesn't take, it doesn't take faith to give God what you have left over. It takes faith to put Him first and give God the first and believe that, that, that when I give God the first, that the naughty percent that I have left over that is now redeemed will go a whole lot farther because it's redeemed because it's blessed because it's his and I gave it to him and now he's redeemed it it takes faith to give it to him first it does not take faith to give him leftovers you see it's it's the faith is the principle of the God is first that I give it to him First, I give it to him first. He said, he said, give me the firstborn. That takes faith. That, that, that animal might not have ten more, ten more produced. It might not have, and, and here's what we do with God. We'll wait a lot of times if we're ranchers like that, because that's what they are. They're ranchers. That's why they had firstborn stuff. If it was like us living now, we would have waited until we had 10. And then, ooh, okay, finally, I got my 10th one. Now I can give God one. And I'll give him this one because I don't even like that one as much. That's the. Leftovers. Rejects. That's what we like to give God so much is leftovers and rejects of what we have. And listen, listen, God says, no, I don't work that way. There is an order to it. You give me the first because that takes faith and in, activates the blessings. So you give it to me first. But listen, don't, don't wait until you have everything. Don't, don't, what I'm saying, don't, don't. Don't, don't just go, well, you know, hey, we had a good week, honey. You know, the bills were paid. There's a little bit extra money in the account. I think we'll give God our tithe this week. Can I tell you, God won't take it anyway. Because he doesn't take leftovers. God won't receive it anyway because he doesn't take the leftovers you put God first. So, so the firstborn has to be redeemed or sacrificed. Let me give you the other point. It says this, the first, first fruits must be offered. 
in Exodus 23 and 19, it says, The first of the first fruits, man, that, that's a lot of firsts right there and got me tongue-tied. The first of the first fruits of your land you shall bring into the house of the Lord your God. Notice he said you bring it. He established not just where or what, but, but you bring it. And here's where you bring it. You bring it into the house of the Lord. Because it's His. The first fruits, the first fruits, like the firstborn, it always represents tithe. It always, and it always goes to the house of the Lord. And you can look at it throughout. And I tell you, there's only two things you can do with the tithe. And that's this. You can bring it, or you can steal it. That's it. You can look throughout Scripture. It never says, give your tithes. It says, bring. Why is it that, that it says, bring and not give? Because it's not yours anyway. Whether you give it, to, or whether you bring it to the house of the Lord and you lay it down or not, it's still His. So He says, look, if you, you can either bring it, and if you don't bring it, you're still in it. Because it's still mine. Whether or not you put me first or not, it's still mine. So, so that's the, it, it's mine, it's holy. So, so that's the only two things you can do with it. You can either bring it or you can steal it. In Proverbs 3 9, it says, Honor the Lord with your possessions. And with the first fruits of all your increase, so that your barns will be filled with plenty, and your vats will overflow with new wine. I said, look, you bring it to me, here's what I'll do. I'll pour out blessings. As long as you bring it to me, as long as you bring it to me, I will make sure your home is filled because I'll redeem what you have left. And you say, well, pastor, that's all. Everything you're doing, that's all. That's all the law. We've been redeemed by the law. I like that part where Jesus was the sacrifice for me. Now you're touching my money, and I don't like that. So that's law. I don't want to mess with it. No, no, this is a principle. That's why I say tithing isn't a law. Tithing's part of the principle of God. And it's been that way all throughout. You'll see in, in, in Genesis with Cain and Abel, as early as that. Have you ever wondered with Cain and Abel, I don't know if you've ever read the story, where they both brought, in, brought a sacrifice and offering, and God accepted one and he didn't accept the other? Have you ever wondered why? Abel's was accepted and Cain's wasn't accepted. I mean, Cain brought an offering. Why did, why did God say to Abel, hey, that's good. Cain, might as well take that. I'm not taking it anyway. Have you ever wondered that? Let me, have, maybe you haven't. Let me, let me show you in Scripture this whole, this whole thing. What I'm talking about in Genesis 4 verse 3, it says, And in the process of time it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. 
Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock of their fat. And the Lord respected Abel in his offering, but he did not respect Cain in his offering. And Cain was very angry, and his countenance fell. Did you catch it, though? Cain brought an offering of his fruit. Cain was a, was a farmer. He's growing the fruit. He's growing. He's living off the land. Abel's a rancher. He's got the animals going. So, so Cain brings an offering, is what it says. Abel brought a firstborn as a sacrifice. There's the difference. Abel brought the firstborn. Cain just didn't bring, Cain didn't bring first fruits. He just brought an offering of the fruit of the land. He just brought some leftovers. And God looks down and he says, says, Abel, that's first. I'll receive that. Cain, that's leftovers. And I won't receive that. In fact, let me put it to you this way. God couldn't receive it. It's not, it's, not, it's not that he wouldn't. It's that he could not receive Cain's offering. Because Cain's offering was an offering of leftovers. And God could not. I don't know if you realize this. There are things that God cannot do. I know we say, God can do anything. He can't. He, he really can't. There are things that God cannot do. He cannot, for instance, God can't act outside of himself. He can't out, act outside of his nature. He can't go away from his nature. There's no, so, so that's why God can't lie. It would be outside of his nature. God can't sin. Lying would be a sin. And God is holy in his nature. It is who he is. So he cannot lie because that would be outside of his nature. Like, like for instance, we, we, we've read that, 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 that God said he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I, and another, I am God and I change not. That is, that is part of his nature. God cannot change. He cannot change. It's not that he wouldn't. He cannot change. Here's why. If God could change, he could get better. Right? If he could change, he could get better. He can't change because he's already perfect. He can't get any better than he is. He can't get any worse than he is. He is God. He is perfect how he is. Uh, so he cannot change. Me and you can change. We can change. We can change because we change in order to try and better ourselves. Do uh, We change in order to get better. Some of us change for the worse. Some of us change for the better. God cannot change because he is perfect. It's in his nature. So God can't change. Let, let me give you another. God cannot, can't think like you and I think. How about that? Let's put it that way. God can't think like you and I. Here, here's, what, here's what I mean by that. We think to try and figure out things. 
God knows everything from the beginning. He's omniscience. He has all knowledge. So, so God does not think to try and figure out something. He already knows it. There are some things you'll never hear God say. When you get to heaven, you'll never hear God say, you know what I just thought? You know what just occurred to me? You'll never hear God say that. God has never heard, heard you speak and, him, you'll, and, and, and respond with, Oh, myself. <laughs> Blew my mind. Never saw that coming. Because he doesn't think, he can't think like us. And God cannot, just as he can't change, just as he can't think like me and you, God cannot be second. It's, it would be outside of his character, outside of his nature. That's what we, have you ever heard the preeminence of God? That's what, that, that's what that means. He, it's the preeminence of God is that God is first. He is Alpha and Omega. Whether you put Him there or not, He is the first and the last. He is the beginning and the end. He is first. Whether or not you put Him in that order or not, He is in that order. You can't change the order of God. He is first. And because He is first... When Abel brought the firstborn, he says, that I'll receive because it's first. When Cain brought an offering, he said, I, I, I would like to, but I can't. It would be outside of my nature. I will not take leftovers. I will not be second fiddle. I will not be, you can't put me in a different order. No, 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 no. I can't. I cannot receive that because if I receive that, it would be saying it's fine for me to be in a different order. And I can't do that. It's out of my nature. I am first. So I cannot receive the leftovers that you brought to me, Cain. You see, you see, it's not, it's not that he didn't want to, it's not that he could, it's that it or it wouldn't, it's that he could not. Because God is a God of first. He won't play second. And the tithe, here's here's the last point for you. The tithe must be first. The tithe must be first then. Leviticus 27 verse 30 says, And all the tithe of the land, whether of the sea of the land or of the fruit of the tree, it is the Lord's, it is holy to the Lord. So all the tithe. So where's the first 10% go? It goes to God. The first 10%. Let, let, me, let me just kind of explain it this way because we're not, we're not ranchers, I don't think. We might have some ranchers. And I don't think we're farmers, although there might be a farmer or two. I tried to go or grow a garden one year. Not really. We told our, well, we had a garden. We didn't try and grow it. We had a, 
a board member at our church and when we pastored in Indiana. And we just said in passing, because all of them guys had a garden. We said, you know, I'd like to have a garden. And he just showed up one day and he just planted some stuff. like that's work that's planting's easy it's the it's the tilling it's the pulling the weeds out afterwards you know like we we told him after that like go ahead and take your stuff we don't want to have a garden that's just you know they sell that stuff at the store it come in a can it's cheap so we're not we're not ranchers so we don't have to mess with the firstborn and we're not we're not farmers so we don't do the first fruit but we all work so we do the tithe and all the tithe no matter what what you do it's holy and the tithe so let me put it on our level say you get paid and let's and because I don't like to do hard math I like easy math on the spot. Say you get paid $1,000 a week. You go to the teller, you cash your check, and she gives you 10 $100 bills. Right? That's, that's the easy math. Okay, 10 $100 bills get you $1,000 that you earn. Got 10 $100 bills. Let me ask you, what's the tithe? Come on, come on, come on. Let's see if you're good, math. One, one of the ten. Tithe means tenth. Okay, so one of those is God's. But which one? The first one she gives you, or the let me put it, it's the first one to leave your hand. That's God's. And what we do a lot of times is we'll go and we'll, we'll go, well, you know, well, the mortgage gets four of these. And if those interest rates keep going up, dang, you know, might get Mortgage gets four, got the electric bills, that's, that's another one. Got the, the car, that's... Foo, that's where did it all go? And you look at it and they all left, and you just go, Well, God, not this week. Maybe next week, we'll see. Next week was a good one. Hey, I got one. After everything was paid, here, here you go, God, I'm bringing you my tithe. He says, No, I can't accept it anyway. I'm the God of first. Let me share this with you because just just in our own lives. And don't don't think God God goes by heart. So I'm not saying I'm not saying look you 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 get your check deposit in and and before you write your check or you direct or however you know I'm talking to the wrong crowd. I already was told none of y'all write checks so. But before you go online and, and, and deposit it in. Because uh, that, that's how remember we used to do it that way. Now we write a check. I, I don't. 
I don't go, well, hey, we got paid. And then I look at the bank statement. Oh, man, we blew it. My wife went shopping before we wrote the check. TJ Maxx got our tithe today. Nice, nice going. We're cursed. No, God looks at the heart. Remember when we were first, hey, worship team, y'all can come up, so I'll quit talking. Remember when we were young married? Two boys at the house, and we went on this crazy adventure where we sold our house to go into ministry, and we we moved everything because we felt called to this church that I've shared with you before. We went to be youth pastors at a church who didn't even ask us to be there. And when we asked to help, they said they didn't need any help. And that's how dumb we were. We took a pay cut big time for that. House payment went up. And for the first time in our lives, and we were stressed out. We said, to try and get a hold of this, we said, we've got, we've got to get a budget. So, I don't know, have y'all ever done the painful task of setting a budget, husband and wife together? You know what that is? And the first thing you do is you write, what's coming in at the top? That one is fun because you get to write with a black pen. By the time you get to the end, you switch colors to a red one (laughs) so you don't have to put the minus sign. And we set our budget and we were looking at it and our first thing that came out, we did tithe at the top. And then, then we did our house because that's important I want a place to sleep we did food car all those things insurance we got down to the bottom and we realized we didn't have and it's not like we didn't have cell phones back then that wasn't in our budget I don't even know if they had them yet Internet wasn't a thing, so that was good. We didn't have that bill. I mean, we, we didn't even have cable. We're, we're not, it's not like we're eating out all the time either. I mean, we, and we had nothing left. In fact, it was a minus sign and still some numbers. And we had to make a decision. We could have said, God, there's just not enough. And I think if I take the tithe off and we move that because, you know, God's a good God. He doesn't repo. Maybe we could make it. But we said, no, no, that's God's. And we're just going to trust him because it takes faith. And there's never a time in that whole bit our ties always went first. Always went first. 
and our bills always got paid. We didn't go hungry. God somehow, some way would always provide. I'm telling you, here's why. Because what is redeemed, that 90% that has been redeemed, always goes farther. There is always goes farther when you put God first. I want you to stand with me this morning. I want to, I want to finish off something because I think this is so so good. I start in, in Exodus in Exodus 13. I want to go back there in verse I, I left off I think at verse 12. Let me read to you or I left off at 13. Let me read to you verse 14. It says, so it shall be when your son asks you in time to come, saying, what is this? That you shall say to him, by strength of hand, the Lord brought us out of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. And it came to pass when Pharaoh was stubborn about letting us go that the Lord killed all the firstborn of the land of Egypt, both the firstborn of man and the firstborn of beast. He could because it's his. And their response, therefore, I sacrifice to the Lord all males that open the womb, but all the firstborn of my sons I redeem. And, and I, I just want to share this with you because here's what, what, what Moses is saying to the children of Israel. There's going to be a day that your kids ask you, why do you sacrifice the firstborn? Why? Why? Why do you do that? Why? Why is it? I, maybe it's it's about the time that they're taking over the business from the father, and they're asking, "Look, I've gone over the books, and I've noticed every time there's a firstborn, you just kill it." And I don't think that's good business, Dad. There's going to come a time they're going to ask you. He says, here's what you tell them. When they ask you this, you let them know, look, we weren't always free. We once were slaves in bondage in Egypt. But by the mighty hand of God, we were redeemed and set free. And now I gladly give back to God what is His because I know where He brought me from. I know where I once was and now where I am. So I gladly give to God what is His. That is what tithing is. That is what tithing is. I remember, I, 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 I shared this, I think, before, but, but there's a time I, my son, he asked me this. He asked me, he saw, it was about this time of year, and, and you're getting your statements, and he saw how much we gave to the church. And he said, why did you give that much? Why did you do that? Do you make that much? Well, we actually gave more than what our tithe. So, I mean, like, no, but... Why did you give that? And I thought of this. And I told him, I said, well, son, 
Your dad wasn't always a Christian. There was a time that, that I, I was in bondage to some sin. But by the mighty hand of God... I was redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ. And I'm free. And now I gladly give back to God what is His uh, as a symbol of the appreciation of the tithe that He gave to me uh, of the redeeming. He didn't have to set me free. He could have left me in bondage. But the mighty hand of God pulled me out. And I'm free today because of Him. So I gladly give back to Him what belongs to Him. Your tithe. Your tithe is a testimony of your salvation. It is acknowledging to Him that God, you're first. Therefore, I follow you. Thanks for joining us today. Please share this podcast, have a great week, and make an impact on those around you.